Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. Hey, it's Doug with an opportunity once again to connect with Dr. Kathy Cook. She's the founder and president of Celebrate Kids, Inc., based in Fort Worth, Texas. Influenced thousands of parents, teachers, and kiddos in 30 countries through keynote messages, seminars, chapels, and other events. Authored seven books. We chatted with Dr. Cook in January about her book, Resilient Kids. Today, we're focused on a new one. Dr. Kathy earned a Ph.D. in reading and educational psychology from Purdue, and in addition to teaching and coaching, served as a tenured associate professor of education at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. Dr. Kathy, welcome. Thanks for making time. Well, thank you for the invitation to be back with you. I appreciate it. Well, we love the wisdom from Resilient Kids, and now we're excited for Parent Differently, Raise Kids with Biblical Character That Changes Culture. What was the inspiration for pouring into the kiddos in this manner? I appreciate that question. There were several things, actually. One was that I want children to become who they were created to be, and the lack of character interrupts God's design, right? Mm. So God designs us with special gifts to be used into the future. He designs us with purpose on purpose, and if we don't develop good character, we can't achieve God's goals for our lives, and the same thing is true for kids. I also wrote the book because I know parents are frustrated with children's behavior and children's choices, and Yelling and telling doesn't work, but teaching (laughs) character does work. So I'm hoping that it will encourage parents to take their roles even more seriously than they have been. No, I think that's brilliant, because what do they say? The definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect a different result. (laughs) we got to do it differently, right? Right, absolutely. So talk about the age of the kiddo. Um, Young, old, is is it ever too late? Oh, that's a great question. It's never too late. I do want to encourage our listeners to know it's never too late. Now, if your kids are older and you realize that, you know, they were the guinea pig kid and you maybe made some mistakes, then you admit that. You say, hey, you know, we experimented, it didn't work, we're going to back up and do something differently. You know, certainly apologize, ask to be forgiven. If you feel like you dropped the ball, it's never too late to make an impact in your own life and the life of the kids. And it's never too early. Kids are watching from the get-go. They're listening in utero. We know that now for the research. So it matters greatly, our tone of voice, what we say, how we say it, teaching, not telling, Um, Our role modeling makes a big difference. And I think, Doug, one of the things that we need to model better maybe uh, would be the outcome of our character choices. Mm. So, you know, if if a dad goes to work and realizes that he missed the mark and he didn't turn a report in on time and the supervisor knocks on his door and, you know, is unhappy with the decision, and dad goes home and admits to the kid, man, I didn't have a great day. I did what you sometimes do, and I paid attention to what I wanted to do and not what I was supposed to do. And my supervisor's upset, and I'm going to have to earn back trust, and he's probably not going to trust me as quickly again. And, you know, you share with the kids that the choices we make really matter. We can do a good job of that when kids are little. They pay attention. Mm. I mean, the idea, I guess, of being transparent, because I know especially as a dad, sometimes you've got this idea like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to show all my warts to my kiddos because I'm supposedly beyond that. <laughs> and showing all of our warts, you know, I, I would agree it's probably not a good idea. And you know, age-appropriate decision-making. But you know what, Doug? We have more authority when our kids know that we struggle, too, Mm. because now they're willing to come to us with their struggles. If we pretend like we never make mistakes and it's easy for us, then they can't admit to us that they need 
a reteaching, you know, opportunity. So it, it is it is okay for us to humble ourselves. It is okay for them to know that we're human. Absolutely important. So one of the jokes that they make sometimes in sports and kiddos is the whole participation trophy. Like everybody gets one. Um, mm. We certainly want to point out the positive things in our kiddos, but I feel like some parents sometimes are, are hesitant to, to focus any spotlight on the negative. Oh, interesting. Children have to know their negatives or they don't know what to work on and they don't know how they might be hurting themselves and others. It's the way that we do it, right? Mm. We have to understand that all of us overcome weakness with strength. Doug, if you think about something that you've tried to overcome in your life, I'm confident you used your strengths to overcome the problem. Mm. So children need to know what they can apply toward the weakness so that they can change. And they need to know that they're not bad. Like if they're impatient or unkind or rude or not generous or not resilient or whatever, it's not that they're bad kids. They just haven't had enough experience maybe with that situation. Or maybe, we, again, we haven't explained it well enough to help them overcome what's been going on. Talk a little bit about the kiddos' beliefs and how that might be connected to the character choices. Oh, man. Um, all, of our, all of our choices start with beliefs. So um, as an example, I, a true story, somebody who read my book already, the children were walking with a grandparent in a nursing home, and the, grandparent, the grandmother's roommate had broken a hip. And mm. so the grandmother was very hesitant to, to walk. She was so afraid she would fall too. And the children were running around and being a little bit careless with, you know, their actions. They're little kids, of course. And the mom had talked with the little grand, the little child, the granddaughter. Hey, you know, remember grandma's kind of scared and she doesn't want to fall and trip. You know, do you love your grandma? Yeah, I love grandma. I don't want her to fall and trip. I'm sorry that she's scared. And the little girl on her own decided to hold the grandma's hand when they were walking down mm. the hall mm. because the little girl knew that it would prevent her from running around, and maybe she could be a little bit of security for her grandmother. So that's an example where love and concern for the grandmother showed up in the little girl's choice. Mommy, what if I hold her hand? Would that be a good idea? So I guarantee you, like impatience, let's go to this example. Impatient children are often um, jealous of the other people in the room, Maybe they're bitter and confused about something. Maybe they're fearful about something, and that's why they're acting in an impatient way. So we need to look beyond the behavior and ask ourselves, what's the heart's cause, and how can I communicate about that? Mm. Hoping that, again, the outside uh, character would shift. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. You talk about raising the kiddos with biblical character. Of course, tons of verses and tons of examples uh, are, are cited in the book, but I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, let's go right to the top. What did Jesus believe about kiddos? <laughs> yeah, let's go to the top. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, Jesus' beliefs, right? So Jesus was more important than we'll ever be, a more important agenda than we'll ever have, and he took time for children. So why? Because he believes that children matter, and he believes that today causes tomorrow, and he believes that they're worth investing in. You know, when the learned people said, who among us is the greatest? Jesus called up a child. And I can just imagine those guys looking at each other thinking, now, wait a second, did he hear the question right? You know, <laughs> But yeah, he heard the question right, and he called up a child. He took time to bless children. So what did he believe? That they mattered, that they were important, that they're significant, that how we treat them today affects how they behave in the future. So it's absolutely true. So we can... We can become like Jesus. You know, the, you notice, Doug, the book is not called Christ-like character. It's called biblical character. And that's because there's more than Jesus in the Scripture as an example 
of what to believe and how to behave. And certainly, Jesus is the rock star of that. We need to pay attention. I know one of the biggest challenges as a parent, as my kids were were growing up, was, you know, we're pulled in so many different directions. What do you think is like one little thing? So a parent's listening, like, I want to do one thing different. What, What do you think is the biggest distraction or hindrance or things that we need to do a 180 about? Wow. One answer would be technology. Um, technology robs us of character, and our character was largely established before we started to use it. Mm. So you can imagine what happens to children when they don't even have much character yet because they're young, and then we allow them to use devices that cause them to be entitled and selfish, self-centered, and disrespectful. As an example, uh, if there's 48 character qualities in my book in an appendix. There's a top 13 baker's dozen that I think are most important to center on. And the number one of the 13 is gratitude. Mm. It's apparent virtue. I would stress gratitude. If I were going to make a pivot, if I were going to make a change, I would become a grateful person. I wouldn't just say thank you. I wouldn't just behave in a thankful manner. I would become grateful. I would look around and realize the goodness in my life and, and the sacrifice of Christ. And am I living out a life of gratitude in reaction to what God has done for me. And and one of the reasons is, number one, again, it's apparent virtue. It causes other character qualities to rise to the surface. It will establish us in great relationships, which is one of the reasons character matters. And the other reason it's number one is that it, it, it fights against the entitlement culture of technology. So I would stress that if I were relating well to kids. Well, on the thing of character, you write about uh, a child's character as far as far as being mature or not mature. How do we how do we gauge that? It's hard to be objective. It is. That's a fair statement. You know that that's a really good statement, actually, because um, and that's one of the reasons that often parents um, benefit from other advisors. You know, yeah. asking teachers and piano teachers and and other relatives, what have you noticed about Jeremiah lately? Like, he's really bothering me, and I can't figure it out. That's a great point right there. There's three things to look for to ask ourselves whether our character and our kid's character is mature. One is, how complete is it? Again, I have 48 suggested qualities. How many of those does my kid uh, use? The second quality to look for is consistent. How consistently do my children use the quality? Mm -hmm. Are they kind to strangers or only to people they know? Are they generous in times of need or only in times of plenty. Mm. So are they consistently able to use the quality? And then third would be, how automatically do they use the quality? Because wouldn't it be great at one point if we could stop saying, remember to be kind, mm. remember to be patient, remember to you know love your grandmother. So how do they automatically become able to exhibit these qualities? Those are the three, three things to look for. How complete is it? How consistently do they use the quality? And then how automatically are they able to use it? Parent differently, raise kids with biblical character that changes culture. Uh, So much wisdom to unpack in this book, Dr. Kathy. Before we wrap up, is there anything that you want to make sure we take away? Oh, man, I appreciate being on the show. There's so much. Um, Maybe people would be interested in the second quality, which is joy. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're in this season. So joy, not circumstantial happiness, not happiness because I'm better than someone else, but joy. So gratitude and joy are um, siblings, if you will. They're very related. So one reason to um, qu- uh, one reason to emphasize gratitude is you're more, more likely to have joy. And joyful children are just, more, just easier to parent, right? Mm-hmm. So let's stress joy and gratitude, in, and I mean stress in a, in a positive way. 
I'm Jamie Summers from Afternoons with Heart and Humor. Something you may not know about me is I'm really conscious of what I put in my body. So I eat healthy, try to stay as active as possible. That's also why I was so excited when I heard that Dr. Kellum at the Kellum Stem Cell Institute is able to retrieve my own stem cells and place them exactly where I need them most with focused infusions. If you're ready for something more effective and a healthier way to heal, get more information at KellumStemCellInstitute.com. 